What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hope everybody has enjoyed the long weekend. Thank you to those that serve our country, obviously. I always enjoy Memorial Weekend. I feel like it's a it's a good vibes weekend, obviously. A solemn weekend, depending on your situation, your family. You know, get people serving. It's, it's always going to hit differently, but... I don't know, just barbecuing, baseball, all that stuff. I always kind of associate that with Memorial Day. Kind of like a, I don't know, like a 4th of July Eve, if that makes sense. I've just always enjoyed it. I guess the uh, the only caveat would be when I was in middle school, got broken up with over Memorial Day weekend. That was my first real heartbreak or whatever, you know, 14 years old. Thought it was the end of the world. Fun stuff. Anyways, today we are going to be discussing... NIL and if mid-major fans, obviously specifically CSU fans, should be worried about the uh, the future of, of college football because just looking at the at the landscape, I think when you see the direction we're going and just the the difference in resources, and obviously this has kind of been a big national conversation due to the the Nick Saban Jimbo Fisher beef, but but I recently had an opportunity to do a Q&A with Jay Norvell. It's for the Green and Gold Report annual magazine that'll uh, be around for Collins. Really excited that I got to do that this year. We'll definitely be out by August, potentially July. I'll have to reach out to them on that. Always cool to see your name in print. Really exciting opportunity. Uh, Mike Brohart did it for years. It's It's usually newspaper guys, but this year they asked me and you know, I was, I was really excited to do it. I, I will add everything that I wrote for them. I can also, uh, you can also read online if you are a DNVR member. Anyways, I was, you know, talking with Jay Norvell and I just kind of asked him his thoughts on the direction of college football, if he'd like to see anything change. And, you know, one of the things he brought up is just how NIL money is is really changed recruiting. Like even in the last six months, he told me that, you know, the average power five transfer, these aren't like five-star players, just average guys, you know, probably former three-star recruits or whatever guys they would have been in the mix for six months ago. They can't even get a call back from now. And he just talked about, you know, the lack of parity and, and how it's scary as a, as a mid-major program. And I totally agree with him. You know, I, I think college football players have long deserved more of the pie. That's not, that's not the point here. It's just that there's no regulation, and I'm going to kind of dive into it all, but I mean, it's become pay-for-play, which was really predictable, but I don't know, man. It, it's really scary. It's it's the wild, wild west, and a scholarship just doesn't necessarily mean what it used to. And again, I'm not saying these players don't deserve more. I'm just saying we need some regulation here, or it's just going to become it's just going to become a situation where there's like five or six programs with crazy fan bases with insane alumni that are willing to put up all this money for players. And they're going to be in a different league than everyone else. I mean, it really could be the death of college football as we know it. So I'm going to play a little bit of that audio from the, uh, the Q and a with Norvell. And I'm just going to give kind of my thoughts on the, the whole landscape. We're going to talk it all out, talk about the pros, the cons of it all. And we'll kind of compare it to, to pro leagues and, and some stuff like that. It'll probably be a, a little bit shorter of an episode today, but, you know, nice holiday weekend topic, I felt like. Yeah, the NBA playoff action nonstop over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, do it with the DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team is going to win, total threes made, total rebounds. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. It's really that simple. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Love that shot at redemption. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. With that promo code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. What do you feel like is the biggest problem facing college football today? There's a lot of talk like the transfer portal's bad, NIL's bad. This, I'm just... I'm curious, what what do you think is the biggest issue facing college football today? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a lot of issues. Um, you know, I just think that um, I think we have to be really careful because um, you know this the NIL, the transfer portal. Um, you know, the, I think all of us got into college football because we believe in the development of young people and. We believe in the maturity. You know, you got guys that come to, they come to us at 18 years old and they leave at 22. And it's, it's really their, their last stage of maturation before they go into adulthood. And so it's really important time. And I just think we have to be careful the messages we're sending uh, in the transfer portal. I mean, the transfer portal, um, is an option for guys to really better their situation and get in the right place for them to get their degree and and have a, have a really quality playing experience. Um, But, you know, are we sending the wrong message saying that when things get hard, you can just change your circumstances and not fight through it because Fighting through adversity is part of the college experience, and, and, and it's an important lesson for players to learn. You know, the other thing we have to be careful of this, this NIL, you know, is it being used the way it was designed to be used? And there's a lot of abuses in it, and we're sending the wrong message to players that money isn't the most important decision that you need to make when when you're you're making a choice for your college experience you know um the people that you're around the education that you get the quality of your playing experience you know the relationships you have with your teammates and coaches those are the most important things and so i just think that's getting skewed a little bit and um you know um you know, there's always people in, 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 in all walks of life that don't do things uh, the way they're intended or follow the rules. And, um, and so I think we're seeing some of that right now. And, uh, you know, I just hope we can get our hands around it and, and uh, manage it better to where it's a, a better, better situation for, for players. 
you've been involved in the bowl system. You got to participate as a coach in a lot of the BCS bowls, which, you know, obviously have changed a little bit now that the college football playoff is around. Do you like the state of the college football postseason right now, or, or would you like to see it modified, whether that's more bowls, less bowls, bigger playoff, just any type of changes you'd like to see there? Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I would like to see college football. I would like to see more parity and I would like to see, um, you know, uh, one of the things that we're seeing right now with the, with the NIL is, is really a, a distancing of the upper echelon programs away from those that don't have the resources. And, and I think that's bad for the fans. I think that's bad for college football. I think when, when one of the greatest things that we have in college football is, is the regular season and how important the regular season is and how upsets can happen every week. And I think it's part of the, the appeal of college football. Um, I don't think we want to go to a system where the schools that have the most money have the most resources and the most players um, and other teams can't compete with that. And it's, 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 it's trending in that direction right now. And uh, you don't want to, I don't think fans want to see a team play that has the best, the best NIL collective and that can raise the most money and, and purchase the best players. I don't think that that's good for college football. Um, you know, we've always had some sense of parity and, and there was 85 scholarships for all division one teams right now that's getting skewed because of the NLI money. And, um, and like right now, a, a mid-major school like CSU, we're not able to recruit the same kids that we even were six months ago because of NIL and, um, you know, average, average uh, power five players that we recruited six months ago, we're not able to touch right now. And that's not good for college football. And so, um, you know, I, you know, there's going to have to be some major changes to some of the new rules that just have been implemented. Um, or we're going to start to see some really drastic changes in a game that has been so popular for over a hundred years. Has it really like, has the, the, the change really been that drastic? Because I think, you know, if you're a skeptic, you look at the situation and say, there's always been a financial gap between, you know, CSU and, and say Oklahoma, but based on, you know, the way you talk about it and, and the way I've heard other coaches around the country talk about it, it really, it really seems like, I mean, even the last year, it's just like, it's really hit the fan for the lack of a, a better term. Well, it's really just been in the last six months. I mean, we have, we, we were really fortunate in December. We were able to get some really good players from the transfer portal, some players that transferred from power five schools. Um, what we're finding is right now in May that we can't touch those kids. Uh, what, what's happened is, um, you know, the value of the, of the scholarship is really insignificant to schools that have finances because 
kids are getting NIL deals far and above what the scholarship is. So, you know, if a kid's going to make two or three hundred thousand dollars, um, the scholarship is something that's it, it's almost insignificant in their decision whether they want to go there or not. And that's what we're finding. We're finding it, you know, just average power five players that get in the portal. Um, we were able to recruit them six months ago. We can't touch them right now. Um, and uh, so that's that's a big change for, um, you know, the competitive av- uh, advantage of a school like CSU. And so it's just something that we're going to have to, we're going to have to really, you know, obviously keep an eye on and, and continue to work through but I don't think that's a good thing for college football. And, and um, um, so we're moving into a different era that's very different than anything we've ever experienced. All right. Like I said, uh, that was Jay Norvell speaking with me, doing a Q&A for the Green and Gold Report magazine that'll be out this fall. Really looking forward to it. Couldn't use all of it in the Q&A, though. So I wanted to talk about some of it in the podcast here. One, because it's timely, but two, just because I I do really think this is a a concerning topic if you are a fan of a mid-major program like CSU, which, you know, they've committed significantly to athletic success over the last decade when you look at the improvement with facilities, obviously the on-campus stadium, but the practice facility, the, the weight room, everything that comes along with it. And, you know, they did all that with the intention of, you know, creating a successful football program and, you know, with the intention of being able to to land recruits and, and all of that. And, you know, Lane Kiffin said it recently, you can build the facilities, you can have the fancy weight room, the stadium and all that. But if you don't have NIL money, it's not going to matter. And if you're a program like CSU, that's pretty unnerving, you know? <laughs> Because let's face it, there are going to be NIL opportunities for CSU athletes. I mean, we we have them at DNVR, you know, with David Roddy and Trey McBride. And, you know, we'll get some some new uh, new football representatives uh, at some point before the season and or, you know, during the season. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, you know, and, and we've seen Trey and, and David take advantage with some other opportunities, but they're getting NIL opportunities the way it was intended to be. You know, CSU doesn't have boosters that are just lining up to drop $100,000 to, you know, land a player. And, you know, to be honest, like, if Trey McBride, you know, if if going into his junior year, if college football would have been in the current state, there probably would have been an SEC team, you know, willing to pay him, you know, 200 k to, to come over. And what are you supposed to do if you're CSU at that point? And like I said, that's not what this was intended to be. It is technically against the rules. I mean, you're not supposed to be able to recruit through NIL, but, you know, I mean, we're watching it happen. People are doing it pretty dang publicly. And, you know, everybody clowned Nick Saban when he went on this rant. You know, old man, he made a lot of good points. I mean, the thing is, guys, again, nobody, at least on this podcast, is is arguing that players don't deserve more. The NCAA is a billion dollar industry. I understand they deserve more. But you've got to have some type of I don't know, like regulations and and restrictions to 
make this all somewhat fair or i mean it it really is going to destroy college football it, it's just going to completely eliminate any parity and i know there's hardly any left at this point anyways but we did just see a g5 team reach the college football playoff would that be possible five years from now if if this nil direction you know if it keeps going the way that it's going i i don't know i don't know I mean, pay for play, it's it's always been a part of college football. You know, there's always been bags being dropped. And I guess the difference now is you can just pretty much do it openly. But I don't know. You know, everyone talks about pro sports versus amateur sports. And obviously, there's a lot of pros and cons. But the reality is people do love college football. They love the history of it. They love the pageantry of it. They love the tradition. You know, we do love this game and everything that goes with it, even though it's it's obviously an inherently flawed. and. I, I do like that players are, are getting more. I just think with the way that it's going right now, it's, you know, you basically have the, the New York Yankees, which are SEC teams, and you have the Oakland Athletics, which is, you know, Mountain West teams. And, you know, I love Moneyball. It's a great movie. It's a great story. Great book, too. A's, they've never won a ring, at least not in this, you know, Moneyball era. I just... I don't know how teams like CSU, even Boise State, you know, who's a popular G5 team, you know, they have fans, but do they have fans that can drop $100,000 to land a quarterback? I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. And where it gets even more complicated, and this is another point that Saban brought up, is the transfer portal element. I mean, there's really no rules. And again, I'm not saying the players don't have the right to do this, especially if, you know, somebody's just giving you money with no stipulations around it, but... I mean, let's say you drum up $100,000 from an NIL collective or whatever, your booster base, and you land a player, and he doesn't get the playing time he wants, he doesn't like the coach, whatever it is, and then he just dips a year later. Are the coaches supposed to go back to those same boosters and be like, we need another hundred grand? they are going to laugh you out of the room. Or, you know, if they are supplying this money, are they going to want more input on who's playing? You know, it just... This whole situation has gotten really murky really quickly. I mean, if we want it to be more like pro sports, okay. But have some of the regulations. I mean, there's, you know, pro athletes, they're under contract. I know that there's holdouts and stuff like that, but they they can't just dip if they're given all this money. You know, I think you need kind of an an accountability aspect on, on both sides of it. Again, I'm not saying players shouldn't have the right to transfer and all that. I'm just saying with the NIL stuff, it gets it gets really weird. And if you're going to have teams essentially just bidding for players, shouldn't there be like max bids? I mean, you look at the NBA, there's, you know, free market, but there's still limits on the type of contracts that teams can offer. You know, it's not just the way it is right now in college football, which I mean, the sky's the limit. If you have a crazy enough fan base that'll give you millions of dollars for players, then you can do that. That's, that's possible. But there's maybe 10 programs in the entire country that have that type of support that can do it consistently, at least. You know, you might get another team that, you know, every couple of years they could drum it up. But I mean, the, the LSUs, the Alabamas, the Texases, you know, the AMs of the world, USC, there just aren't very many programs that can compete with these types of schools that can just, you know, drop two and a half million dollars for a transfer wide receiver or whatever the reported market for Jordan Addison ended up being. And I mean, good for Addison for going out and getting that bag. You know, again, if if this is how it's 
going to be, then, you know, these players have every right to go out and do it. I just, I, I sympathize for a program like Pitt. I do, because if you're looking at the situation, you're a, not even a mid-major, you know, you're in the ACC, but you just produced a first-round quarterback, the only first-round quarterback, and you have this super talented wide receiver who you've coached up, who you've developed. He goes on to win the Bolitnikov, and now he's just going to bounce because, you know, somebody else is willing to pay him $3 million. That sucks. Like, again, it kind of goes back to my point with Trey. Like, if this was a couple of years ago, would somebody have just come in and, and swooped in and, you know, given him a million dollars to dip? And at that point, again, if you're CSU fans, you can't even fault the players. I just don't know where we go from here, guys. It's it's the wild, wild west. And, you know, we've seen some reports about the NCAA potentially coming in and retroactively, you know, punishing some of these schools that have been cheating. But I don't I don't understand how you're going to be able to do that. I don't it just I think there's a I, I do think there's a petty component of the uh, the NCAA who's, you know, for years have been like, if if you pay the players, it's going to be bad. And, you know, I think there's a, there's an element of them looking at this all blow up and being like, hmm, we told you so now you want us to come in. I mean, we do know that, you know, they, they only care about their own interests. I just, I don't know. It's, it's a really murky situation for college football. I do know that the lack of regulations is, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm really not sure without, you know, some slight modifications that this is all that sustainable, you know, moving forward. It just, it feels like the gap between the haves and the haves nots at some point is just going to be so substantial that it's, it's basically two different leagues. And again, you could kind of make that argument that it basically already is, but you do still have upsets, you know, you do still have fun moments and I just don't want to lose all of that altogether. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but it sure seems like the writing is on the walls. And I mean, these type of comments obviously coming from Jay Norvell, but they're they're coming from all over the place in college football. I mean, it it really is the wild, wild west out there. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It'd be be a bummer if like 15 years from now, all this money CSU spent on the stadiums and everything was for naught because the cause college football just collapses. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's going to be a world where there's no college football, but I, I do think we'll see a world where it probably changes pretty significantly where, you know, you have some programs, a, a much smaller amount of programs willing to really invest in it and everyone else that kind of just becomes closer to the Olympic model where it's just like you're basically playing for your love of the game and then, you know, the the universities just don't invest the same way. You know, it, it becomes closer to like a northern Colorado situation, which... That's that's scary. That's scary if you love this sport, if you want your school to be competitive. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it feels like we're at a breaking point right now. And if we don't do something to just kind of make this a little bit more fair and and regulated, I just I, I don't see I, I don't see how there's any parity whatsoever. I, I just don't see how it can exist, but we'll see, I guess. Before we get out of here, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the hometown craft beer of your Colorado Avalanche, is celebrating this historic winning season with people who have supported this community through such a challenging year by gifting Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs, even the Stanley Cup Finals. We invite you to nominate a stellar community member and an Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this year. Each home game, we're going to hook up a fan and a friend with tickets, gear to match, and of course, the drink of the season, Avalanche Ale. 
Breckenridge will also donate a portion of all proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the Community Fund Boulder County to benefit the Marshall Fire victims. Visit breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Avs playoff game. And check out the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store, Walmart, whatever location near you that sells the delicious Breckenridge beers. Also check out the Good Company Hard Seltzer line. I love it. They introduced hard sodas this year. The root beer is phenomenal. Chef's kiss. Lemonades are back. Seltzer season. Sun's out, guns out. It's just, it's perfect, man. It's perfect for crushing, sitting by the pool, sitting in the sunshine, whatever it is. I went on a a hike with my dog about a week ago and and crushed some beers in the sun after. It was just, it was wonderful. I love Breck. You love Breck. We all love Breck. Let's have some Breck. All right, that's all we have for today's episode. Uh, really looking forward to the Abs playing in the Western Finals for this that they've made it since 2002. McKinnon versus McDavid. I mean, not much more you could ask for there. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Edmonton has been electric. I will say, it seems like they give up a lot of goals too, which that that's pretty good when you've got an offense like the Abs. Anyways, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we're coming up on the deadline for David Roddy. He has till midnight on June 1st to make his decision. Uh, probably going to get a couple of more workouts in here. Before the end, really seems like he's right on the fringe. We'll talk about that on Monday or Tuesday. Probably Tuesday since it's a holiday Monday. But uh, we'll be back with more content throughout the week. We're going to continue to do the position preview series. I already have quarterbacks and running backs out. I'll get to wide receivers and tight ends this week. Then we'll move into the trenches and go over to the defensive side after that. But... Uh, Much love to all of you again. Hope you are all enjoying this holiday weekend. Much love and thank you to everyone that serves this wonderful country. Peace. With the cuff khakis, wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non from.